Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everyone, I just wanted to break in before the episode started and give a little bit of a trigger warning up front. This movie does include some pretty heavy sexual assaults slash rape scenes and we obviously discuss those because it's part of the movie but if that would be triggering for you and you haven't watched the movie I didn't want you to be blindsided by that so just a heads up before we get started but it's a great episode we have a lot of fun with the movie and we hope you guys really enjoy it this episode was brought to you by the following patrons Sophia Goradaka, Vance Anthony Cody Boise Jeremy Brother Ali, Nathan, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Amy, Tia, Lauren, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. But because it's that special time of the month, we get to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors, and they are Amanda, the playwright, Leo, Alexandra, Emily, Brooklyn, Tori, Eli, Jamie, Bryce, Sean, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Trigger Happy Mongoose, Alex, Shayna, Ali, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Matt, Megan, Amelia, Maxwell, Liza, Courtney, AJ, Spider Gwen, Lisa, Rock Donkey, Kristen, Irene, Naomi, Bex, Mallory, Laura, Kaylee, Richie, Casey, Daisy, Jackie, Alisa, Mushroom, Snail Fox, Jennifer, and Michelle. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group or Discord servers where we hang out literally every day. These are not the kind of teeth I'm into. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your junk is still attached, so there's one thing to be grateful for. Do you think it would take one bite, or would she have to gnaw on it like a jawbreaker? I'm not going to pay for that reconstructive dental surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch Teeth. Teeth. So had either of you guys seen this movie before? 
Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, I have. This is my first time, obviously. What did you guys think when you first saw it? And I'm assuming you saw it around 2008-ish when it yeah. came out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huge buzz when it yep. came out. Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. <laughs> but what did you guys think when you first saw it? It was not what I expected. Really? I think when I first saw it, I expected it to be a lot more gratuitous and goofy. Just because like, when it first came out, we, we heard about what it was going to be about, right? Like everyone's right. like... Oh, it's a vagina with teeth. And I was like, well, this is trauma if I've ever heard it. And so I expected to go into it and have it be ridiculous. And I feel like this movie is so much more nuanced than that. This movie is really more about a conversation about female sexuality in the lens of society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also a bunch of dicks get chopped off. So like yeah. it's it's weirdly emotional and and dark at times, but weirdly gratifying also um i feel like i hadn't seen it in a while uh but watching it today i was like damn this is a good movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it holds up it holds the fuck up yeah, yeah. i'm with you Paige. i thought it was going to be some sort of goofy horror movie but really it's like a horror movie version of the movie saved is what kind of yes. feels like to me i am with the dicks of christ <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Todd. i'm so sorry i said that Mandy Moore made me say that. Blame Mandy, Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore made me say it. Um, Saved was on just the other day on TV, and Mandy Moore's wig in that movie is the biggest abomination against the Lord. Uh, <laughs> so. I don't think that's the biggest one in that movie. Have you seen the wig recently? <laughs> I haven't. And I have terrible Wigdar, Paige, while you drink your water all fill the time. I cannot <laughs> I cannot figure out Wigdar. I'm not good with it. I, I think it's hilarious that you can't spot wigs. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about you one of my favorite <laughs> things about the movie saved which i know is not the movie that we're covering it is where is. he dresses up as a roller skate <laughs> oh Love it. all right so this is obviously the first time i've seen this movie but i feel like because i've heard people talk about it like in casual conversation you know um which i realize sounds weird but we have like a listens to horror podcast so people like bring up stuff like this yeah like have you seen teeth do you know what it's about let me tell you the synopsis so like i get it i, I know what it's about so it was exactly what I expected out of it as far as like what we see, the kind of gore we get. And yes, yeah. it was gross. I was dry heaving. It's done really well. The body horror in this is great. I will be yeah. honest with you. This is the first time I've ever gagged while visibly seeing a penis. Really? Yes. I don't think that's true. Is, is it the blue one? <laughs> blue one? Oh, the one with the condom still on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that one. Yes. Yeah, I, I had forgotten about that and I was like, blue? Oh, right, the condom. Yeah. I mean, I really liked it. I thought the body horror was good. It almost feels like a movie that was made today as opposed to 2008. Honestly, yes. And I felt like at the time, people didn't necessarily get the movie in, in 2007, 2008, because it did go out in like festivals in 07. Because I remember at the time, everyone's whole thing was just like, it's a vagina with teeth, which is like, that's a vehicle for the message the movie actually has, as opposed to truly being what the movie is about. Uh, and I feel like they were kind of ahead of their time. The same way with like Jennifer's body. Like I watched Jennifer's body recently and I'm like, man, this movie is way better than anyone gave it credit for at the time. Yeah. You know, and it just people weren't ready for it. It should have come out now and not then. I agree because people today are super familiar with superhero stories and they would have seen that this is very much <laughs> a superhero origin story love it which i was here for like little spoon this superhero would not have made it past the opening montage of the suicide squad oh no but little spoon and this girl would have been 
BFFFs. Hell yeah. But no, I mean, I, I'm sort of not even really joking because it's about like a young girl who like discovers that she's different. Yes. And then like has to use and her power. And then uses it for then, good. Yes. Yes. And, like she, but she doesn't there, but there are more story beats in there, right? Well, Okay. Mikey, no, Mikey, you cannot argue that she does not in every instance use this for good. You have to have the conversation if you believe in capital punishment or not with yourself. Only one of them dies. And that's not her fault. It's not her fault. Right? No, that's his fault. I thought the rest of them died, like her brother. No. No. Dude, John Bobbitt's out here walking these streets. You can lose (laughs) a dick and be fine. We, We know for sure that the gynecologist lives and the next guy lives. The brother the movie ends before we find out right uh but the only one that definitively dies is the first one i just assumed everybody died nope I, but i forgot the scene where they have the one kid in the operating room and they're talking shit about him oh my god when the doctor says that shit about the kid when he's like reattaching the <laughs> dick man it's a good thing that kid was on anesthesia because he would have died from that burn like it would have been <laughs> so embarrassing he would have just fucking died I'm a grower, not a shower. And so, like, if it got removed, would it go back down to original size? Well, there's a few things to consider here. Uh, blood loss, for one. Yeah, Because right. it, especially fully engorged, this is very dangerous. Any one of them could have died. Because you got so much blood circulating through that massive, massive dong, bro. Yeah, well, you got to tourniquet that dick neck. Yeah. Well, if you notice... <laughs> If you notice the the kid that ends up in the hospital, it is tourniqueted. Yeah. You, you can kind of see it. I honestly wish he had been wearing a bow tie the whole film just out of nowhere. And then you see that's what he used to tourniquet <laughs> his dick with that little bow tie. That's a real little ducky energy. What I'm going to argue <laughs> is that this movie has a very important message about the need for cock rings. <laughs> Use them. Honestly, you're doing yourself and your partner a favor. <laughs> Funny page. I thought the message was consent. No, it was. It's definitely consent. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I got my one in. That's that's it. That's all we have to do this episode. Movies can say multiple things. Not only is it consent, but it is also knowledge is power in the realm of consent. You know, because like this movie goes really hard into purity culture and and denying women access to knowledge and understanding about their own bodies. I thought that was wild, but I'm sure that actually happens it's in real accurate. life. It's yeah. accurate. It totally happens to people. And I feel like one of the things that this movie, like I have conflicting feelings about this movie having grown up through that era. I was going to ask you so many questions. I'm because sure. Get ready. I'm yeah, sure. I also I'll took a purity them. class. What up? Oh, so did I. I mean, I was part of the purity culture stuff. But it is different for girls than it is it for is guys. It is very different for girls. I'm assuming because they were like, I took, they like made everyone at youth group go to the thing. And they're like, are you going to take the pledge? I was like, no. So they didn't actually make our youth group go. I But I did go to a True Love Waits concert. <laughs> but that was the only place I could see Maroon 5. That was the only place I could see the OC Supertones and get off my fucking back. <laughs> anyway, so like. Yours is way worse than mine was. Whatever. Uh, so <laughs> one of my things is I believe in, in an ideal scenario, people should be able to choose whenever they want to have their first sexual experience in a in a format that has consent and safety. And consent means age too, you know. Yeah, sure. Like, of course. You know, somewhere where they feel safe, loved, and can actually consent. Right. Uh, and so I feel like you shouldn't shame people for wanting to wait. 
You shouldn't shame people for not wanting to wait. It's not your business. It's not your body. They get to choose their own adventure. I waited for a bit. I mean, it was my choice and the choice of everyone <laughs> sure. I approached before them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and so I, I don't I don't love, and I do think this movie handles it actually really well. I don't love that people shame her for waiting. And I do like that the movie depicts that and depicts those people as not great. Oh, they depict them as assholes. And they, they are assholes. Like, we watch them literally, like, berate her as she's just w- trying to walk into school. Just, she's just trying to walk into school. And, and I do understand that, like, she doesn't have all the knowledge she needs. And so she is parroting back things that she has heard. Right. And that can be annoying and frustrating. Um, but no one's approaching her in love about that. No one is like, hey, girl, <laughs> there's some shit you should know. Yeah. And anything that would give her the education she needs to maybe inform that view a little bit more. And she may still choose to do the same thing. That's up to her uh, is denied her like she doesn't have access to it in school. She doesn't have anyone telling her the truth or or at least the whole truth, I should say. She has people telling her partial truths. And that kind of informs her and makes it way more traumatic for her. Like, it only makes it worse. Like, bad things happen to her, but it is compounded by the amount of shame that society places on female sexuality as a whole. Oh, by default. Like, literally, just by default. And I think that's the main theme of the movie is is both consent but also the demonization of female sexuality harms more than just women it harms everybody it creates a a permeating culture of violence no i completely agree and i do definitely understand feel free to ask questions as you go that's fine yeah yeah i'm definitely gonna have questions but i'll just ask them as they come up in the plot so we don't yeah is the mikey is choosing a different path apparently <laughs> I realized that Mikey was about to ask me where a certain body part was and then realized he couldn't think of the name of a body part. <laughs> Where's the Volvo? Where's the, Where's the Volvo? Volvo? And where do you park it? Yeah. Is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? That is not true. <laughs> well, okay. Well, hold up. <laughs> it can be true. You're supposed to complete yourself. At least every 24 to 48 hours, it reduces the risk of prostate cancer. That's a true fact, men out there. Did you just Google that? No, no, no. I've known that. Oh. I've known that since I've been using it as an excuse <laughs> since <laughs> I was 16. I read it on the back of a Playboy magazine. I am about wellness. Yeah. Yeah, I think sure. of Mikey, I think of peak physical performance. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> wellness. Those two things are the same in my mind. Okay, I have one more thing to okay. talk about. Okay. I was thinking through this movie. We're all thinking, like, oh my God, would you have sex with someone who has teeth in their vagina? Yes. If you treat them nicely, it doesn't bite you. But what my follow-up is is that like every person I've been with has had teeth in their mouth. Yes. Yeah. But they're not creepy shark lamprey teeth. Not most of them. <laughs> not <laughs> most of them. <laughs> Listen, British ladies need loving too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, all the women of Britland. I'm so sorry. Britland? 
Britland. 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 All of my UK listeners. I'm so sorry. All uh, seven of them. It's way more than that, by the way. Oh, I know. Is it more than that? Okay. Well, it's if it's a so, lot, is there a lot of UK so, listeners out there? Yes. If you are thousands. If you have socialized healthcare, why don't you have socialized dental care? They do, Mikey. <laughs> they do. That's and why. Honestly, that's why the stereotype of British people with bad teeth is like not really true anymore. Yeah. It, I want to play a quick round of Mikey identifying teeth. Vagina or mouth? Uh, it's This is going to be mouth. I have the teeth of a very, very famous British woman right here. So I'm going to share my screen. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Who is this British woman? <laughs> <laughs> it is a picture of a great white shark. Oh, that's that nice British woman I knew. Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. What about this one? Oh, oh. lamprey eel teeth. That is something I did not expect to see. Oh, I do love how Mike and I both went oh, for the one that looked oh. like it could have been a vagina mouth. Yeah. You guys just aren't ready for the future. We're going to evolve. Like I said, I don't care if you guys have teeth down there. Still going to pay you less. I mean, it <laughs> that's not what I was saying, though. Hang on. Hang on. I mean, for me, because there won't be consent issues, like, it'll be fine. Like, it'll be fine. And I think you should be paid equally. What? <laughs> <laughs> I do love how Mikey, like, slid it in there and made it sound like I'm the chauvinist. <laughs> you lie, we pay him less. <laughs> Let's talk over Mikey and his hard right wing views. <laughs> I know that yeah. review said that I edited them out. How the fuck would you know? You never listened to this stuff unedited. I'm the only person who has to sit through that shit. I may have tweeted that out. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm running for Congress. <laughs> sexual Congress. Vote for me for sexual Congress. I'm looking for a hundred percent rating. I don't know of the what? votes. It's not Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I think he meant approval rating, approval but rating. I think thank the, you, thank you. The thank best you. Mikey could ever hope for would be to tie President Trump at thirty-four percent. Okay. Thirty-four is one of my favorite numbers, ladies. In your ladies. early thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene, though. Let's do it. Yeah. Now, we open on shots of a power plant in the middle of a town. Now, this was a part of the movie I did not remember. Oh, I love Because it had been so long that since I've seen so it. So she's like a radiated uh, thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's The implication is that's how it happens. She's got a Chernobyl. No, Chernobyl. Hold on. Let me, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to take a break now for Mikey to workshop his own joke, and then we're going to come back, and Paige and I will respond as if it's the first time we'd heard it. Mikey, please, take your time. Okay. They live in Turner Hole. <laughs> uh, Todd, I'm going to need you to leave in every mispronunciation of Chernobyl that we have to sit through. Paige, I'm not going to edit any of that out. It's just going to play as it happened because that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I do love how this movie, without telling you how she ended up with teethers in her vagina, literally show you in the first shot. They're like, hey, yeah. the nuclear power plant gave you coochie teeth and that's what's up. <laughs> hey, this is live action The Simpsons. It, does that happen in The Simpsons? Bro, Springfield has a giant power, power oh, plant. Oh, I know, but like Marge never bit off someone's dick, right? Yet, uh, there's two more seasons first, yeah. before they get canceled. <laughs> Still time. 
nah, the Simpsons aren't brave enough for that kind of truth. We're daring you, Simpsons. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you could even air that on TV. Anyway, we zoom in on a house not too far from the power plant. No, it's like next door. Yes, where there are two kids playing at a kiddie pool, a boy and a girl. And a mom and dad who we will find out are about to get married. So they're about to be the, like step parents to these kids. They're, they're Brady bunching it. Yeah. One brings one. The other brings the other. Blended family. Blended family. That's the word I was looking for. So we cut to the kids playing in the kiddie pool and the older boy is splashing the younger girl. And the parents are like, hey, be nice to her. She's going to be your sister. And he's like. She's not my sister, <laughs> which his motivation in this movie is bonkers. Brad's? Yes. I mean, I don't know that it's bonkers. It's porn star motivation. Like from like four years old on, though. That's crazy. That, that's oh, the part yeah. where he's like, I was in love with her. It's like you were a child. Yeah. Uh, but also clearly trauma has shaped you in yes. a way that is upsetting. His dog is named Mother. This person has issues. Oh, yeah. So many. Yeah. But like he's written just like the stepbrother in every porn ever. Yes. And he just doesn't realize that he's actually not in a porn. Right. Well, and this actor was in like a handful of things at the time, but I don't think I've seen him in much since. Oh, maybe he's doing porn. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Good good for him. <laughs> yeah. I hear there's money in that. I'm sure there is. Good work if you can get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is implied. You see it off. You don't see it on screen. It is definitely done in such a way to not, you know, expose children. Yeah. Uh, but it's implied that he shows her his penis and he says, let me see yours. And then we cut away and we cut back as he screams, ow, and there's like a little bite out of his finger and it's bit the tip of his finger almost completely off. Yeah. And they rush over to see if he's okay and if she is okay. And then we cut to the credits where we see embryos kind of travel and two of them get like eaten by like little cells and then the, the other one eats the other cells like just... You know, an apex predator, if you will. I did love that, like, in this movie about a lady who has teeth in her vagina, they went with, like, the Miss Frizzle biological opening of, an, like, credits. I thought it was wild. I was here for it, though. It was pretty great. Definitely here for it. And we cut to a school assembly oh. roughly 10 to 12 years later from the previous scene and purity culture has entered the chat yeah but one of my favorite things that i had totally forgotten from the time period very period accurate was the amount of layering happening that was a thing i felt very seen by this <laughs> uh, by only the layering in this scene although i'll be honest with you when i was this age i was super into this kind of stuff I had a CTR ring for Choose the Right that I wore See, that's, around that's my neck. That's the Mormon on a necklace. one, right? Yep. Yeah, Choose the Right's the Mormon cult one. Yeah. That's the Mormon one. Mikey, I think you probably, you and I probably had the same one, which was the, or I didn't have one of the rings. I, I had one that like my family bought me. But, oh, like, they were like, do you guys want ring? Like they did the whole thing and they're like, you're going to take it. I was like, no, I'm not doing any of this stuff. But did you have True Love Weights? Yeah, I think so, or whatever. I, I okay. remember True Love Weights because that's what my friends in high school were like in, right? That's the more popular one and it became yeah. like weirdly I, th I think people don't really remember or understand that this was actually very very popular at the time 
even independent of church groups. Yeah, it was a weird... It became like a cool thing to do. So this was kind of pervasive, not just within the church. I mean, definitely within the church, but like everywhere. Yeah. Not so much now, I think. I, I don't know. I'm not a child, so. <laughs> wait, 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 Paige. You're not a child? Hang on. No, I turned 24 uh, recently. Two days ago? Last episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah, last episode. Or I guess it was I Romancing, guess it was Romancing the, pod. the Pod. I, yeah, I it turned was, 24. It was the Fifty Shades Freed episode where you uh-huh. talk about having a lot of different birthdays, mm-hmm. but not admitting to what your actual one was. Yeah. What else? <laughs> well, you just did. 24. So yeah, we, we're good. 24. <laughs> anyway, she sees a cute guy in the audience and kind of finishes up her speech and everyone seems to love her she seems very committed it's very close to her heart she is very passionate about it uh and we cut to she kind of walks out into the hallway to talk to her friends while the pastor goes on to speak after her because that's always how these like events go there's like a person who's like roughly your age that talks or a little older than you maybe that talks and then a pastor comes up and gives like a sermon so she comes out she's talking to her friends uh and you can kind of hear the like sermon going on where they're also they're also like don't masturbate don't do any of this right don't even think about it yeah and if i learned anything from earlier in this episode from mikey it was that you have to masturbate at least every 24 (laughs) or 48 hours or you're gonna get prostate cancer that's what i heard from mikey at least i don't think that's true but also Far be it for me to tell people to stop jerking it as long as you're doing it in an appropriate place yeah. in a way that is uh, good and healthy for you. So as long as it's not <laughs> like in the office over someone else's desk, uh, you know, or on the bus or, you know. Anywhere where anyone could non-consensually see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the privacy of your own wherever. Yeah. So she gets introduced to the hot guy in the crowd because he is friends with her friends. And this is also where we find out because she's talking with them that her mom is sick again. Uh, it seems like her mom has maybe like MS or something, something that recurs Yeah, uh, where she's in a lot of pain and has fevers and has good days and bad days. Did you just refer to Toby as the hot guy? Yeah, he's supposed to be the hot guy. He's not <laughs> hot- my, he's not my type. <laughs> well, I hope not because he's, 12 or whatever he's the the trumpeter of this group i don't think he's the trumpeter mikey i just think that he is not a hot guy (laughs) he i mean he's not my type but also todd you got to remember this is 2006 2007 and he looks like he could be in any pop punk band i mean that is true i I mean whatever i'm not gonna say he's an unattractive dude he's fine he's an extra member of all american rejects and you cannot tell me differently i could definitely see him in that music video where he's like on the lawnmower out front. Either way, she's super into Toby. Like She's super in- because because she is a teenage girl with feelings and emotions and hormones and teeth in her vagina. And teeth in her vagina, and that is normal <laughs> and healthy. It is normal. Yes. Yes. Why do you think she's eating those cucumbers? I do- <laughs> I just don't understand why she's spitting them out of her mouth, Paige. That's so weird that she would spit them out of her mouth instead of swallowing them. Todd, you don't know her story? (laughs) So I have to talk about this really quick. When they introduce Toby, they say, 
hey, this is Toby. And then she looks at Toby and they like share a look. Yeah. And it's like cutting back and forth between the two of them. Uh-huh. And her friend is saying like tons of exposition about Toby rapid fire. He's like, that, that's well, Toby. Not he important. just moved here. We're friends from back in the day. He starts school with us tomorrow. Like he says <laughs> all of that within like three seconds. It's so insane. Yes. Immediately. And, yes. And here's the thing. The movie knows it's not important. So we don't get to hear a ton of it. But I mean, it literally is all the information we need to move forward it was just funny to me how quickly they drop it in our lap it was the definition of tell don't show yes so we get all that exposition and we don't care no (laughs) because he's gonna be gone yeah because don and toby are like locked in this like oh my god you're hot look right yes and they're they're both (laughs) sharing it yeah well and i mean we got those shots of him in the audience looking at her And it is one of those like moments where you like it's just that palpable attraction of like I see you, you see me. We're all we're kind of nervous about it. It's it's that teenage like like, instant butterflies kind of stuff. Yes, it's been a while. Been a while since I felt anything. Been a while. (laughs) It's been. Look at this photograph. (laughs) It's my dick and balls as a graph. Um, I wasn't paying attention to those looks while she was talking, Paige, because she she was saying like truly bonkers shit. Like, you know, when she was saying it's a gift or whatever, you you, you don't want to hand out your gift to everybody because then it's not a gift or whatever the purity culture talk was. And then I did think it was funny, though. When she was talking to the guys And she w- she goes Share the gift with the mother of your children You want to save it for her And then you hear someone from the audience Say yeah definitely Like really sarcastically <laughs> <laughs> That was me <laughs> It was very funny And maybe I mean I just read the performance Of that line delivery is very sarcastic And it made me laugh But she said something like keep it wrapped And I was like Oh, she's talking about the ring. Yeah. She's like, you wrap the ring around your finger because you want to wrap your gift. And I was like, oh, so we can just like bone with condoms and we're fine. I will never forget uh, leaving the initiate, like the first night uh, like seminar in my dorm at college and my my RA handing out a bunch of free condoms to everyone just saying, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. <laughs> And I was just like, wow. One of my favorite things, like, don't be a fool, wrap your tool, was from Band of Brothers. And I don't know if they actually said it in World War II, but it was, remember, soldiers, flies spread disease, so keep yours closed. That's great. So I don't know if that was actually a thing in World War II, but it was in Band of Brothers. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. In World War One, it was actually used in military contexts. Awesome. Around World War One and World War II. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so it seems as though they have had a very successful night, uh, handed out a lot of pledges, and Toby says to her, people really related to what you said, but especially the way you said it. Yeah, and she was like doing a good job delivering this message. It just isn't a great message, in my opinion. I think it is uninformed. I think it's honestly lacking some information. I have no problem with like presenting the abstinence information as long as you also present like actual sex education and then let the people choose because you're never going to stop kids from having sex. You're just not going to do it no matter if you teach them about it or not and it's much safer to teach them about it. It just slips in. (laughs) It just slips in. Mikey. 
I mean, if you're doing it right, it should just slip in. But that's true. We're also talking about information into brains and you yeah. have to actually give them the information. You can't just slip it in. So what you have to do is you have to get your friend <laughs> to jump up and down on the bed. No, we are not talking about soaking. Yes, we are, Todd. Right now. <laughs> I'm so glad that all that happened after I left the church. Like, yeah. why? That's such a cool loophole. Why would you be happy you missed well, it? Well, they do include the, the loophole I was familiar with. The butt. Yeah, but also, but it's a different reason in this movie because I, I think it's tied to her brother's trauma. Okay. I, I think her, I think her brother knows something happened but doesn't know what and has avoided that part ever since. Uh-huh. I think he has avoided vaginal sex because of what happened. Oh, I got that too. Yeah. 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 I, I think he never forgot what happened to his finger. I think that's... I think he told himself he did though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he also doesn't want to tell anybody because people would think he was crazy because I'm sure at the time... I mean, but Paige, he is crazy. Oh, I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I think at the time, if he had told people what happened, they would have been like, no. Right? Like, I don't think anyone would have believed him anyway. So, no, I mean, Brad is literally terrible in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, so she rides home. She goes to see her mom, who is bedridden. Yeah. And her stepdad is still around. He's caring for her mom. Her mom clearly has a fever and has some pain. Um, And she just kind of talks to them about how it went. And they tell her, like... Hey, we're not worried about you getting home late or whatever. You're a blessing. Like we know you're doing, you're being safe and making good choices. Or yeah, I mean, compared to Brad, she is a fucking saint. <laughs> yeah, well, we know that you're lame. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we, know, we know that you're a fucking nerd, but you know, spoken like a real Brad. There, Mikey. Immediately, his music kicks on. Yeah, and and I do love that the stepmom just says both of our children are blessings, <laughs> as if to be like, hey, yeah, hey. <laughs> this is what the therapist told us to repeat to ourselves. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, we cut to Dawn brushing her teeth. And you can kind of see that Brad is in the shower behind her. And he jumps out and scares her just to piss her off. Dude, that scared me. That that jump scare got me. And I was pissed. I was like, you were in there the entire time she was brushing her teeth just for this one jump scare? That That's a level of, like, patience for stupid payoff that I do not respect. Yeah, he, get, he gets her. He jumps out. And I could kind of see him in the back, so I knew. Yeah. But even still, I was like, man, that would suck if you lived in a house with this dude. All the time it would be terrible. Yeah. So... We cut to her in her bedroom later and she's gluing rhinestones onto a pillow because she has like a whole wall of like wedding collage stuff and like balloon, like pillows and stuff. And it's all kind of branched around this like marriage ideal. Yes, it is very much like the church girl who fantasizes about her wedding. Right. Not necessarily her wedding night, but her wedding. Right. And that's what's all over her walls compared to her brother, Brad, who was like, I don't know, a sex fiend, crazy person who has like <laughs> pornography on his walls. Yeah. And, and guns and like, yes. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, just hor horrible. Yeah. Rough neighbor. Brad only believes in his right to choose, not her right to choose. It seems. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, He's a terrible guy. And I heard you laugh, Mikey. I, <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Be rad. Be rad <laughs> is rad. I think this is another aspect of, of purity culture that has still not faded away, but is is a huge thing of like fantasizing about the wedding and not the marriage. Does that make sense? Where it's yes, like, it makes perfect sense as someone who lived it, Paige. Yeah, you you have focused so much on I have to get married that you don't care who you got married to, and that's a huge 
issue. Yeah. But I also feel like ah, that's so common. It's it's really frustrating, but I was like, oh, this takes me back. Anyway, so she rides to school the next day wearing leggings under her skirt. And I was like, oh, my God, we used to do that all the time <laughs> because we had a dress code where we had to wear skirts most of the time. Uh, but it was in the Bay Area in the winter. It gets like really cold <laughs> and stuff. So yeah. we would often wear leggings under our skirts. I mean, that makes sense. But also it was just a time of layering and I was here for it. Yeah. A lot of layers. Yeah. Anyway, this is where we see her walk into school and people are just like consistently berating her. Just like throwing. They open and spray her with sodas. Oh, they're terrible to her. She's like running the gauntlet just trying to get to class in the morning. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, I forget the other the guy the other guy's name i don't remember it but it's not toby but it's a dude that has a bet that he can sleep with her and he gets kind of pushed into her uh but she finally finds her friends and toby in school they kind of collectively go to class together it's kind of like in a way the school has been so mean to her it kind of turns her into a martyr which pushes her more towards the things that she believes yes. or has been told. Well, I mean, I think it's fair to say that she believes them too, Paige. Yes, but I also think this is reinforcing it for her. For sure Like, it is. she's not necessarily going to be as receptive to new information because of the way that they're treating her. Yeah, that's fair. By the way, that character's name is Ryan. Ryan, thank you. I looked it up on IMDb. Thank you. Anyway... We cut to all of them in sex ed and they have a full diagram of the penis can fully talk about that, but no visibility of the vulva. Well, I like surprises. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> people who have vaginas should not be surprised by their own anatomy is what I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, it drove me crazy just because we've seen a lot of like, school board protest shit and like that is like 100% what led to this sticker being on just the girl's mm -hmm. genitalia we're lucky they have a sex ed class at all most places don't anymore I don't, I don't know what it's like now i have no idea but when you and i were in high school mikey like our sex ed class was terrible i didn't go to school here i went in georgia and i had sex ed every year from like fifth grade to like 10th and it was very in-depth and you could ask oh, any nice. questions and i was really? able to like learn a lot yeah God bless those health teachers and coaches or whatever for like, they'd be like, here's your note card, write whatever questions you want. We'll pass them up we and did we'll that. anonymously answer. Yeah, we did that too in health, but yeah. it was only like literally, I think it was my freshman year for six, for like half of the year was health. And the other half was like, it was like a gym health thing. Yeah. It was like Monday, Wednesday and Friday we were in gym and Tuesday and Thursday we were in health where we learned sex ed for like three months of that. Mine was my senior year. Your senior year? My senior year. Hey, here's all the shit you guys have been going through <laughs> since seventh or eighth grade. I you know there were like looking back now there were a hundred percent people in that class who had probably already had multiple sexual partners yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no senior year and it was like two weeks long but the thing that i will say about it it was co-ed we we were all in the same class together uh and they showed us a lot of pictures of stds yes um yeah uh but also went over multiple different kinds of contraception but all of them were like this is only 99% effective. Abstinence, 100%. So, but I mean, that class is kind of like a, like a life skills class, kind of, where we also at one point had to balance checkbooks and fill out job applications in that class, where it was just like every couple weeks was like a new like thing 
So like for a couple weeks was sex ed and then another couple weeks was like job skills and yeah. That's cool, but no, we did not have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I turned out okay. <laughs> anyway, so they have no visibility of of vulvas and everyone's like why this is stupid we should be able to see both and she's like well women have a natural modesty and people literally are like i I (laughs) loved i mean that is actually what would happen if you said that in in class i did love that toby was like no they do like he like stood up there in a very like pseudo aggressive way it was very funny i i also find it really funny and this was right around the same time too but like you know in Twilight when Edward Cullen just looks like he's in pain looking at her? You mean the whole movie? Yes, but Toby has the same look where it's almost like looking at her is is making him so hard he can't think straight. Where he's just like, <laughs> like he's got a vein on the side of his head. Yeah. Nuts. Anyway, so uh, we cut to them all going out to like a group date to see a movie and they won't watch a rated R one or a PG 13 one. Cause there might be making out. Uh, so they basically watch a Disney cartoon or whatever. It is sounded out. like a Looney tune movie, man. Like the, yeah. uh, like the uh, sound that they, cause we mm-hmm. can't see the movie. We just see them watching it. And then we see the two friends. They wanted this double date with start like kissing and stuff. Yeah. 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 Her friends make out in the movie theater and she's just like, mm. this was not my experience. I watched all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Same. <laughs> if so, if I, if I dated someone and they're like, we can't watch it that has making out of it like have you seen the thing <laughs> there is no making out in that movie Mikey, there's no so, making out yeah. in it uh we weren't allowed to watch stuff with sex scenes in it for a while when we were younger but then i like terminator was like the first one i saw with a sex scene in it but then eventually that makes cared. so much sense to me Paige. what you just I said, said this yeah. on our terminator episode we talked about it i yeah. don't listen you know yeah does it explain a lot for you, Todd? Yeah. What about <laughs> dirty jeans? Like, where does that come from? I mean, also Terminator, I think. <laughs> they come from the unhoused individual that Kyle Reese steals the pants off of. Right. Now unpantsed. An unhoused and unpantsed, probably veteran. This is a person <laughs> <laughs> that served their country and was not safety netted appropriately. And Kyle Reese has stolen his pants, Paige. And you are attracted to that man. <laughs> That's why I'm saving myself for the man who comes back through time to impregnate me in a dirty motel so that I can be the mother of the future. Okay, I've got a movie idea. Let's think about it. More of a romantic comedy. Uh-huh. The Brotherhood of Time Traveling Pants. Do the pants themselves time travel? Yes. God damn it, Mikey, you did it again. He goes straight <laughs> to Jamie Dorian's Fifty Shades. Dornan? Jamie <laughs> nope. Dornan? Dorian. Like Dorian Gray. Yeah. We don't have the rights for his real name. <laughs> Dornan, Dornan, he's on the spit list, not for Fifty Shades, but for his performance in Barb and Star. Right. I mean, I feel like he should have gotten at least an honorable mention for that pommel horse scene in the second one. That's true. The pommel horse was pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. I've seen that guy's dick neck like nine times. I'm over Dude, it. Dude, the third one had like three dick necks in it. It was wild. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Speaking of dick neck, this movie has just as much dick neck in it. This movie's got a lot of dick neck yeah, in it. Yeah, it does. Uh, we cut to back at home. Her brother is talking to you. It would appear that she is his girlfriend, although he does not seem to be all that committed to her. Um, but she notices the scar on his finger. Yeah. He says, I think she bit it. And and she's like, who? And and he says, my sister, but I'm too young to remember. Yeah. And she's like, a baby bit the end of your finger off? And he's like, hmm. So we cut to Dawn and her friends, including Toby, 
uh, at a swimming hole and they're like it's only a makeout spot at night (laughs) i love that they're like trying to justify them going (laughs) there i thought it was so funny because like i remember doing stuff sort of like that like Sort of trying to justify a, a decent reason why, like, church-going kids would be somewhere they shouldn't be, really. Like, it made yeah. me laugh. I mean, her friends clearly want to bump uglies, like, yes. so hard. Yeah. And I th- here's my theory. This is my theory informed from my time in the purity culture. I think her friends are having sex. Yeah, everyone's lying and and, yeah. and are yeah. and are lying about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movie doesn't explicitly tell you that, but in my experience, at least third base, that was the case. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so this is where they introduce the cave that there's like a swimming hole and there's a cave across the way. And they're like, that's where people go to, you know, I refer to this in my notes as Chekhov's fuck cave. Yep, <laughs> because that's what's going to happen. Just not yet. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, we cut back to her brother's room where it's very obvious that he and his girlfriend have uh, finished having anal sex. Yeah. And she's just like, I don't know why we always do this in the butt. And he's just like, I don't care. That's how I do it. Yeah. Uh, and and then tries to feed her a dog treat. Yeah, I mean, he forces a dog biscuit into her mouth. It is gross. Yeah, it's weird. It's like weird. non-consensually. It was gross. Yeah, well, he does a lot of things non-consensually. He's an asshole. He's a bad dude. Yeah. I don't like him. We cut to back at the swimming hole. Don and Toby are talking. And he's like, so you've never done anything? And she's like, no, of course not. And he's like, I'm a virgin in his eyes, which is the like, he's definitely already had sex, but then was yeah, he's tried, like, tried to do a get out of jail free card. Like uh, a, he's a born again. Yeah, he's yeah. a born again yeah, virgin. Don't pass go. Yeah. I think that that was a thing, if I remember correctly. It was. I don't think they call themselves born again virgins, although they might have. I no, just they definitely do. Uh, okay. And I have thoughts. Okay. Uh, because this is, this is why I have a, a problem with virginity as a societal construct in general, because making it the litmus test for your worth as a person, which is a lot of what this does, gives it so much weight. And it it shouldn't have that because like, you know, in an ideal world, everyone would have an ideal first experience, but that's not the case. And it doesn't impact your worth as a person at all. You are worthy of love and worthy of good relationships and worthy of good things happening to you regardless of how this happened. But focusing on this as the only indicator of worth or purity or being worthy of being loved really, really fucks people up just in general. But then especially when you get to, you know, instances of sexual assault uh, and things like that. And she experiences this in this movie. If you if all of your worth is focused on this one thing, like that's so harmful to all, like anyone, yeah. but particularly people whose choices are taken away from them. And so that's one of those things that the older I have gotten and the more I've reflected upon this element of purity culture, this is my, my most hated part where I feel like it really does a disservice to people putting all of their eggs in the virginity basket and also what even is virginity if you're not having vaginal sex what is your you know what even is it (laughs) like how do you define it i feel like that's i i think it's one of those things that's kind of like really pervasive at this time and super harmful i think it's been pervasive forever oh yeah for sure the more you dig into history, you will find women faking it. Um, Paige, I don't have to dig that far into my history to find a woman <laughs> faking it. Thank you very much. 
Doesn't affect me. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> like say, faking the sheets, faking the everything, oh, you know, yeah. like the of whole. Of course, yeah. of course. And they should have, because who the fuck really cares? I mean, no one should care. That That's my thing is no one should care. I completely agree with you. I think it's weird that we focus on it so much. Although yes. I focused on it a lot when I was around this age at this time, right? For sure. Because mm-hmm. that was the container I was born into was that Mormon container, right? One of my right. first high school girlfriends that I met at church. Of course. She was like terrified to tell me that she was not a virgin. And like she told me, she's like, she's like, I lost my virginity at 15. And I was like, sweet, let's do this. <laughs> no, I, I did not have the game that I have now, which is debatable that if I have any now. Mikey, you've got game, dog. <laughs> I don't know about that. I've seen you in public. You know what you're doing. Okay, let's not make me blush. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I don't care. I was like, it, that does yeah. not change how I look at you. Which are like, it doesn't change how I see you. Is like, learn those the six words. I think is it five or six. People like to hear that <laughs> when they talk about stuff that they've gone through in the past. Yeah. Another good phrase is, I like who you are now, and all of that led to this. So I have to accept it. Or and I and, I, and it's a part of you, and I'm. I'm not happy it happened to you, and I am happy I've met you. Yeah. And that's how you have game. <laughs> Welcome back to Dating by Mikey. Which is where you go on a date, and I'm at the I'm at the booth next to you just, like, watching. Just, like, listening and then, like, talking <laughs> into the wireless earpiece that you're wearing about how to actually respond. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I would mess with people too much. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to them driving home that night, and she gets home, and her parents are asleep. Yeah. But they've left the TV on, and there's... A TV show with like a giant scorpion with like pinchers teeth, some mandibles. Yes. Mandibles. It was not normal teeth. Yeah, they were mandible in nature, sure. So she sees mm-hmm. this weird creature in this like 1950s horror film. So naturally she's all horned up. Well, no, ah, ah, she's ah. horned up over the, the hot high school guy that she got to sit next to. Ooh. She saw him with his shirt off, Todd. Did she see him with his shirt? Oh, yeah. No, she not, did. No, not yet. But she does fantasize about it. Of course. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, like, shirtless dude, that was, like, the thing to fantasize about at this time, at that age, if I had been that age at the time and not 24 and now. We fantasized about very different things. Yes, age. I think so. Yes. All the people I fantasized about with were shirtless. I mean, yes, but I wasn't like shoulders, baby. Shoulders. Ooh, shoulders. <laughs> I wasn't like that about it. Yeah. But she is. So she's um, creeping down south with her handables. Got a lot in common, she and I. Uh, and she's picturing <laughs> it as like their wedding night. Yes. And, and ev- I do love that every time it cuts back and forth in the fantasy, more wedding things appear. So yeah. at first it's like her in her bed and then it's like her in the dress and then it's her in the dress with a ton of candles. Yeah. And it kind of like paints this fantasy that she has. Um, and I think she thinks about the scorpion to like snap herself out of it. I do too. Because she felt guilty. Right. Exactly. Now, here's something interesting about the purity culture I grew up in is uh, masturbation was not considered taboo. Really? Not me, man. I was just cleaning and it went off. (laughs) I love that that's like an actual excuse. I could see 15-year-old Mikey like telling his mom who has like found some very like stiff socks. But I also like that cleaning it and it just went off is how your dad shot himself in the hand as well. <laughs> Literally in front of you at a hotel, well, Mikey. What a coincidence. I also shot myself in the hand. <laughs> 
<laughs> like father, like son, Paige. Yes. And I was also banned from a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, we cut to the next day in biology class where they're talking about evolution and she misses the class. Yeah, she's like late to school or whatever. And they're like, she's literally explaining how like mutations happen. <laughs> Right, right, right. And then she well, walks. And she says, this was about you and you missed it, which I think was really, and you're just like, oops. I thought that was so funny. Like that line that, yeah, seriously, or yeah, definitely during the purity talk or whatever. There were just a few lines that like, to me, were a little bit over the top, but makes it feel a little bit campy. And I was here for it. Well, here's what I think is really interesting is her lecture is about evolutionary traits that came about for protection. And so when she says this is about you and you're missing it, implying that these teeth are there for her protection. They like, are. Th that is what is happening. Well, we yeah. see her have consensual sex in the movie and it's fine. So like they are there well, just for her protection. I would not call that consensual sex. Yeah. So it, I actually wrote that in my notes drugged. too. Yeah. I would say she was relaxed, but I also think that because she doesn't have the... She does not have a full sexual education. And so I don't think she would even know to call that non-consensual sex. I don't know that she would classify that as rape, even though it 100% is. So I think for her, that's one of those things that like 10 years later in therapy, she's going to be like, oh, shit. That probably yeah. wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also I, I took his dick. So who's <laughs> laughing now? But not that time. And that's sort of my point. Like, I guess yeah. it's not the best scenario, but I, I do think it's important that they show us at least one time if she's willing to have sex. Yeah. Then she isn't going to bite everyone's dick off. It's not like a automatic like it's in there for 30 seconds and then it gets bit off i think that's actually very important to show with the theme of the movie that that's like, what i'm saying yeah everyone fears female sexuality but when handled in a way that is not violent or cruel or handled with consent and care yes things are fine. you know it absolutely it, and again there's not really consent in that scene but like i i think what they're trying to show is that it is possible for her to still have a fulfilling sexual experience. This does not ruin all experiences for her. Um, I think that's super important. I legit do wonder if at the time the filmmaker thought that this was Okay, she gives consent. It's fine. That's what I thought. My memory of the film was like, oh, she really likes one of these guys and it goes well. <clears throat> and then when I watched it today, I was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Well, I guess we're not quite to that scene, but that scene made me not so comfortable with her not biting his dick off in, like at that moment. I mean, obviously she bites it off in like the next morning or whatever. The next time they have sex, she does. But Well, and I think if she had not found out about the bet, I think they would have probably continued to have a sexual relationship. Oh, I thought when he answered the phone, she was going to yeah, break it Yeah, that's what I mean. Off. Yeah. Have you guys ever answered the phone while having sex? No. No, I usually put my phone in the other room. Yeah, I've never been having sex with someone and then heard my phone going off and been like, yes, I'd like to include a third person in this right now. I've never wanted to do that. Well, but also... I'm not stopping for that. Whoever it is can wait. So I will get to it when I get to it. Anyway, uh, so we cut to the locker room where she calls Toby and is basically like, 
I don't think we should hang out because my thoughts haven't been pure, which I know is exactly how this would go. Yeah. Because at the time, hundred. but it is also in my mind, the antithesis of like what, if you're like, Oh, I really like someone and I have this connection, feel it out and talk to them. And the fact that they're just like, we're not going to talk anymore. And I'm like, you're going to end up married to somebody you don't like yeah, because it, it didn't challenge you at all. Yeah. Like, anyway, they don't even want to hang out in a group, Todd. No, which would, I mean, rule them out of my date in high school. I do like <laughs> that, like, the myth about my dating in high school was that I've only been on one, and it was with Rachel and five other guys. Yeah. I like that you're like, it's a myth. I mean, it's true, but it's definitely a myth. <laughs> it's not true. I mean, Rachel and I, that wasn't a date, uh, as she has told me over and over since it happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so we cut back to her house. And this is where she's like reading about Medusa, which I think is really interesting. But she overhears her brother and his girlfriend next door. They're like breaking up or he's breaking up with her at least. He's like yelling at her being an asshole. He treats her very, very poorly. He is at minimum verbally abusive. I would assert physically abusive likely as I well. I would assume so as well. We don't see it, but yeah. So she comes to his door and is like, can I have a serious talk with you? And I think she's going to try and convince him to like take the pledge. I think she's like, this is the time oh, <laughs> or something. I don't know what, but she doesn't even get a chance because <laughs> she says it's about you and Melanie. And he says, there's no me in any bitch. And I'm just like, damn. I know. I was like, wow. But she's like, I, I know we've never been close. This is where he tries to make a move where he's like, I know you've been saving yourself for me. And you're just like, whoa, what? It's a hard right turn. Yeah. Some yeah. Hell wishful thinking right there. Like, ooh. Yeah. Well, and, and at first, the first time I saw this, I thought he was joking. I thought he was trying to gross her out. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that. He clearly isn't. Like, didn't think that he either. He is not. Yeah. Yeah, well, having seen it, I definitely didn't think it this time. But the very oh, sure. first time, I yeah. was like, he can't mean that. And he's just like, sit down. I was just like, whoa. Okay, yikes. So she leaves. I'm going to cut this out, but I didn't realize that they were step-siblings. Oh, they say in the first scene. But yeah, yeah, I know. I missed that in the first scene uh -huh. with the parents. Oh, that's even more disturbing. I, I wrote <laughs> in my notes, wait, are Dawn and Brad stepkids? Because my boner needs to know immediately. <laughs> 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 Although I wasn't hard at all I just thought it was a funny line I'm gonna cut it But I knew it would make you guys laugh I would maybe leave it in I think it's funny I mean funny, it's but funny But me. it's not like actually true And people aren't gonna understand yeah. Well I'll leave it in That's fine I'll leave it in with the explainer That I wasn't actually hard as a goose rock Or whatever <laughs> A what rock? A goose rock? What? What is that? You never heard of a goose rock? No, no. Neither have I <laughs> Anyway, we cut to the next day. She calls Toby and is like, I need to see you. They go back to the swimming hole and she's like, I brought my bathing suit. And it's the most one piece that ever one piece. <laughs> I was. But like, I also have seen a lot of like when I was this age, I've seen a lot of girls. Oh, wear yeah. That one piece, like not that one piece, but that one piece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's got the it's also got the little skirt on it, which like depending on your suit. First of all, I support people wearing whatever swimming attire makes them comfortable. Good for you. Yeah, I don't care at all. You have fun with whatever you're doing. It's a very modest one piece that also has a skirt on it. Yeah. Anyway, he's in his underwear because she didn't tell him they were going swimming. And they get in the water and she says, this is just how I imagined you in my mind. And they like kiss and it's very sweet and kind of cute. And he, he even says like, uh, it doesn't feel wrong at all. 
yeah, when they're kissing. And I'm like, well, I mean, because it's like not as long <laughs> as you both are like consenting, like it's fine. You can yeah. do whatever. Like, yeah. Well, then he moves to touch her boob. Yes. And she's like, purity, no, and kind of swims away, which you get. This is his first indication that he should have stopped. Back when I was that age, glancing at it, I'd have been like, oh my God. Oh, dude, bro. It would have been over. <laughs> glancing for me. at it. <laughs> if, if I had bumped into it while jumping into the pool, I'd have been like, all right, well, I'm good for the next 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, the back of my hand has touched a move. That's like second base. I know. I'm like silently high fiving myself while I'm talking to people. I'm like, yeah, I just touched a boobie. <laughs> God, you guys are pathetic. <laughs> I touch boobs all the time. It's not that impressive. It's different for you, Paige, because oh, you not have mine. boob <laughs> privilege, and it's about time we started addressing it. <laughs> I'm touching boobs now. Deal with <laughs> this it. This is unfair. This is unfair. Deal I hate with it. it. I hate it. Anyway, so they swim over to the cave and they kind of cuddle up and they're like kissing and then like laying down and kissing. And she's like, okay, I'm done. Let's go back. And he instead kind of pushes her down and is like, can I just, and he's groping her and she's actively saying no. And she just says, oh, and physically saying no. Like she is pushing him and like fighting him for lack of a better term. By the way, she, she has already said no multiple times before this. Like, oh yeah, this is not the first time he's heard no. I mean, he is like actively sexually assaulting her at this moment absolutely and it goes yes. further like it goes fully into rape but like it's like yes. at this point he's totally sexually assaulting her and then he like yes. yells i haven't jerked off since easter like what the f- oh man that was his nuts. prostate is probably all fucked up <laughs> yeah he kept trying to put it in those plastic eggs but then they ran out oh i was gonna make a coming on Easter. he co- he's risen i don't know sorry <laughs> You were going to make a he has risen joke for his Easter masturbation day? He was hard for three whole days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Terrible. I am sorry. You should apologize to Jesus. That's who you need to apologize to. (laughs) Jesus, I'm sorry. Why did you make penises so silly? (laughs) Why did you, Jesus? They're only silly when you dress them up for your dick pics, Mikey. No, they always kind of look like flesh-colored Muppets. Damn, that is what mine looks like. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> all right. That was a that was a harsh truth. That like hurt a little bit. Ghost nipples yeah. all over again. Damn. Yeah. Do I have a ghost tip? What is that? No, that's not a thing. I don't understand <laughs> what you people is wrong. Is it invisible and it just makes the walls bleed? Oh my god. I can tell you guys didn't have good sex ed. I can just tell. You know about ghost nipples? Talk about insanity over here. No, I didn't have great sex ed. I just have great sex now. Deal with it. Don't need to deal with your sex. I'm glad you have it, but it's not part of my life. I don't want it to be. That's your life. I do love that Mikey sounds like he's arguing, but he's actually being a supportive friend right now. That's true. (laughs) He's like, congrats on the sex. I'm glad you're happy. We need to circle back around where Todd said the tip of my penis is white. Is that a ghost penis? And I'm like, no, Todd, you are white. Your penis is also white. (laughs) i also think we have to address this episode that mikey is sexist to a point where he will say penis but not pussy that's right and we should address that those are not equated words i think they are absolutely equated words no no vulva or Mm -hmm. vagina vagina and penis are together vulva's more accurate but sure yeah but you're right. I would say. Would you cock. say cock? Yeah. <laughs> but I'd laugh. <laughs> I think you'd laugh if you said pussy on the podcast. I think you'd giggle like a schoolgirl. 
That's a word I only use for my intimate partners. See, I should ask my mom what it sounds like. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I forgot, Mike, you fucked your mom. I mean, he hasn't, but he's made the joke, so I'm going to use it to hurt him now. I, I did not. I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up that I fucked your mom. Yeah. For the record, you haven't. You've just made the joke before. People are saying, wow, okay. <laughs> people are saying, you heard this? People are saying this. A lot of people, people, are, people are saying, saying that Mikey fucked I'm going, up. I'm going to politics time. People are talking about it. <laughs> I mean, I have heard people talking about you going to politics, those people being you right before we hit record. Yes. Those same mm -hmm. people been talking about your familiar times. My familiar times? No, your familiar times. Yeah, my familiar times. People talked about it. I don't know if it's true. Mikey, I'm not sure you can run. Oh, you're going to be a Republican. I was about to say, if you don't even know your own pronouns, you probably can't run the Democratic Party. But that They gerrymandered sense. Democrats out of our city. I have to run on the other side. Yep. I also think that it's really un unsettling and it makes me very uncomfortable that you called it familiar times <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. i completely missed that but Paige, you're right that is weird you know what a synonym for intimacy is familiarity it's not the one i would use unless you're referring to Pornhub, because familiarity usually refers to family it like come from the greek word for family <laughs> yeah i'm not familiar well i hate that you just use familiar <laughs> to say that you're not familiar with, with familiar. familiar. This is the kind of highbrow grammatical comedy you can expect in a dying audio medium. I don't know. We got to move on. I haven't jerked off since Easter. We got to get back to this. <laughs> we got to get back into this. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> this is Mikey from Harvard, and I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvard here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? <laughs> Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
she she is actively fighting against yes. him. Yeah. And he smacks her head on the rock. So she's like kind of unconscious. She's I don't think she's fully unconscious. She's definitely loopy though. Like yeah, yeah, she yeah. is not in complete control of her faculties even. Like cuz she does sort of go limp and well, then yeah, she she goes limp so she can't fight back yes. and instead and and he doesn't even really check to see if she's okay. He no. just proceeds with the assault. Yes. And she wakes up as it's happening and fights harder. That's where we hear the chomp sound. Yes. And that's the first time. Yeah. Which is not a noise you usually hear in intimate times. Yeah, usually I wait till after to eat toast. Usually. Sometimes during, question mark? You know what? Don't kink shame, kink same. <laughs> sometimes that? sometimes that toaster popped too soon. Whose fault is that? Yeah. Really? Really? I ain't gonna not eat warm toast. You crazy. Right. Uh, so he screams. Naturally. She screams. Yeah. He's bleeding from the dick and his severed dick shaft and head is just kind of sitting there. Yeah. And he like kind of fumbles and falls into the water and she screams and freaks out for a second, especially because his dismembered dick, his dismembered member is sitting right there. <laughs> it's just called dismember. Yeah. yeah. His dismember. Uh, is right there and she calls out for him but there's no sign of him so she swims back to the other side alone yeah gets her clothes and goes home uh she gets into the shower kind of avoids talking to her family she's clearly like hardcore ptsd like she is going through it she just got raped and then yes. also that dude dick got bit off inside of her so that's like a double <laughs> right. trauma. double double whammy yeah understandably she's not taking it great <laughs> No, absolutely she's not. I was shocked that he left the scene without his dick. He didn't. He fell and drowned. I think he panicked and jumped in and then drowned. But yes, he didn't grab yeah. his dick, but he wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. That's all I would have been thinking about in that moment. After you're done, like that's the, you know, you're not thinking with that dick, you know? He wasn't thinking with his dick. Because his dick was removed. That is true. I mean, if you recall another film we've done where there is a uh, traumatic penile injury at the end of Fresh, even though his dick has been damaged, he still tries to beat them up in the kitchen. So, like, some people have goals. Yeah, but he wasn't completely severed. No, Toby's that's, was that's correct. full ass in half. But I still, you're not going to snatch that up before you, like, run back to the water? I like, can't fathom how I would act if my dick got chopped off. L listen, I mean, just call me old-fashioned. I'm I'm very attached to my dick. <laughs> like, I don't want to go anywhere without it. I'm going to grab my dismembered dick yes. if it ever gets dismembered from yes. my member. I am bringing my dick with me everywhere I go. I don't want to think about a world where I lose it. Same. That's my point, Mikey. You wouldn't <laughs> pocket it if you lost it and were like, I need to put this on milk or on something no, and take you, it to a dentist. Un I don't know. No, 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 no. Put it on no, ice. Put it on ice. Yes. Yeah. Milk, Todd? Page. It's not a tooth, Todd. What are you even talking about with teeth? If your tooth is out, it's just fucking out. You never put a tooth in milk if it came no. out? No. Maybe it's an old wives' tale. I'm sure it's not accurate, but that certainly is an old wives' tale. Why yeah. would you do I that? I once got a tooth knocked out. We put it in milk and then took it to the and went to the dentist. I bet it has some bullshit to do with calcium. I bet that's what it is. I've never heard this before ever. Anyway, so she has a nightmare. In which she hears his screams. Yes. She gets up the next day. She takes all the wedding pictures and everything off her walls, which of course she does. This has just ruined everything that she thought her life would be. Like this is a, a world changing moment for her in, in a terrible way. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely it is. Yeah. 
we also get a, a brief glimpse of her brother sucking on his finger, the the cut finger. I, I hated that cutaway because it was like, I, yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't like it. But you're right, she doesn't go. She does go shower off the dick blood and stuff. Yeah, and we cut to her friends drive her to uh, like another purity event, and they're like, "Oh, Toby will be there," and she's like, "Oh my god, you've seen him?" And they're like, "Well, a few days ago." And so she's like, oh, like, because I think at a certain point she's hoping that he's not dead. I thought that too. And I, yeah. When he was dead, I was like, oh shit, his body was still down there. Yeah. So she, she goes through this event. She's clearly, it's implied that she's not doing a great job. It seems like she's kind of dissociating a bit because obviously she's, she's fucked up. Yes. She's been through a traumatic event. Yeah. yeah. And she has just discovered her superpower. Like there's, yeah, she's got a lot going on in her life in the past 24 hours. And I think the way they show her disassociating on some level is like the very culty call and response yeah. from the people who are in the audience. Because when yes. she says the word purity, like in unison, like kids ranging from eight to 17 go purity. Yes. Yes. Like yep. in a very like scary sort of yeah. culty way. The serpent, the serpent. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I think yeah. it also goes to represent like, if you're going through something, something that may have been what you thought was a support, yeah. you actually feel more alone in it. And I think that it did well to illustrate that as well. I definitely yeah, could absolutely. see that reading of this scene specifically, Mikey, because she goes there with her friends, but she still feels very isolated, it seems. Mm-hmm. And I do want to highlight that if she had told her friends what happened, it's very possible that one or multiple people would have been like, well, why did you invite him out to go swimming to begin with? Like it would be the what is she wearing? I was about to say that that is the what is she wearing approach mm-hmm. to it. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you she would have people say that to her face. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I'm not saying they should. Obviously, that's a terrible. No, thing no, to that's say. terrible. She's that a is victim, a terrible way to treat somebody. But... but it would be very much a he said, she said sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it would be a nightmare for her. If, if school was bad enough for her already, it would be yeah. terrible now. Uh, so after the event, there's like a little dance and she's just kind of sitting alone and Ryan swoops in and is like, Hey, so I was thinking we could hang out sometime. And she just says, did you drive? Basically like, take me home. Get me out of here. Yeah. Get me out of here. And he drives her home. And once they get to her house, he's like, Hey, so maybe we could like go on a date sometime or something. Yeah. He cannot wait to be her next victim. Yeah. Well, and he hands her a business card, which I think is very funny. Where the fuck did he get a business card? Like, Hey, this is my dad's business card, but my home number's on it. Can you just like, like I had a girl hand me a business card in high school and ask for her number. Are you serious? Yeah. Brittany, it's still not cute. (laughs) Well, if you don't think that's cute, you're going to hate this anecdote. When I was (laughs) dating after I got divorced, I had business cards printed up with my just my name and my number on them and it was white embossed on a white business card so it was like it was like popped up off the paper was my name and number it was awesome yeah i i still have a giant (laughs) box of of business cards at home i could probably find you one mike if you want it's still the phone number i use and it literally says todd awesome on it oh that's sad now now it's sad (laughs) i was i was with you i was in faith i was about to advocate for business cards because it's a way to kind of break the ice and maybe not not be as awkward and whatever and but no that's bad i knew 
that when I told uh, you that one thing, <laughs> you were going to turn on me. So I had to plan out when I gave that information. That was perfect. <laughs> oh. But Mikey, was I right? Did you hate that anecdote? Yeah, I figured you would. I mean, I'm cringing for you. Right. No, I mean, listen, I now realize that that was so dumb. That's like if I was like, here, my name's Mikey. Um, here's my Xbox name. But that's not my Xbox name, Mikey. Dude, I literally gave my Xbox name on the last Romance in the Pot episode. That was a mistake. Yeah, I believe it was. Anyway, so she kind of laughs and not and and she clears. She's like, it's not you because she's not laughing at him. She's just like, what a fucked up situation basically is, I, I think, what this laugh is coming from. Yeah. Uh, but she gets out. She gets on her bike. She rides away. He drives and makes a U-turn. He's like, what's so funny about it? And goes and knocks on the door and That's her brother answers. Don't ever do that. Never like confront a woman as to why she wouldn't go out with you. Never. Here's the thing about this next scene. If we had no other scenes with her brother, this would almost be endearing where he's just like, no, you're not here for her. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> where, where he punches him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and, and only because we know that that guy ends up not being a good guy later. I think we have enough information to know that he wants yeah. that guy away from his sister because he wants to fuck his sister. Yeah, creepy. Right. So, like, he doesn't have good motivations either. I would say no. if he was a good brother, I would yes. enjoy this scene. But to me, it just felt like one dude who's trying to have sex with a girl who has no yeah. interest fighting another dude who wants to have sex with a girl who also has no interest. So, like, it wasn't great. <laughs> but I understand nope. what you're saying. Yeah. So she goes back to the swimming hole where the Jeep is still there. She swims out to the cave and his dick is still there, but now it has crabs. Well, okay, <laughs> listen. <laughs> it's a crime scene, Paige. So that was CSI, crab scene investigators. There's obviously going to be a crab there, Paige. He's just doing it's the a intimidation job. crab. <laughs> Look, when you get your dick bit off, you do get crabby. You do, absolutely. I loved that when that investigator crab found, you know, the crime scene, it was like, Zutolo, I have found dick. <laughs> Nailed it. He got to cut himself a dick. That's what he's going to do. I can't do a good Sebastian. But you would do a good Sebastian Stan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Hell yeah. Of course. That, there should be no doubt. Spit list forever. Anyway, she swims across and walks back up on the shore and then throws the ring into the water. And I was like, bitch, that's evidence. I know, right? It's going <laughs> to tie you to the scene of the crime. She's a juvenile. We'll be fine. Maybe. She was also acting in self-dick fence. I'm sorry. I, oh, God. I'm so sorry. No. It came out before I could stop myself. I'm so, so sorry. I apologize. Oh, Listen, I sometimes I have no control over that. But I don't know. I feel like she would have gotten off with this murder. I feel like <laughs> oh, I have God. to stop, stop talking. Stop. I am so sorry. Stop. Like, I apologize. Anyway. We cut to, she goes back home and she takes her science book and soaks the page to get the sticker off of it. I thought it. that was genius. Yes. Because then she can see what it's supposed to look like. And I think mm -hmm. the reality starts to set in that she, Has, that her gift is a little different. We'll just say it that way. Cause Mikey can't well, say pussy. I, so I don't think she's ever seen her own. I, I think she didn't know any of that information. And now is just like, I don't even know if what I have is normal. I mean, it is very clear. She's never done any sort of exploration. Yeah, she doesn't own a hand mirror. <laughs> right? It's never had a conversation with her, is what, she, what you're right, saying. Yeah. Right. But maybe it's also because we see the doctor, like, it seems like a normal examination. It does not seem normal. Well, no, 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 no. You're missing what I'm saying was normal. Like, when he was looking at the outside of it, 
Right. He had no reaction to the outside of it. Right, 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 like, right, right. That's what I'm saying was like, it was normal, right? Right, right. And I think that she's had the same experience with herself because she's never gone exploring. So she doesn't know what she's about to find out. Right, right, right. Although she does Google it. Which I guarantee you I would too. Like anyone would, I think, right? Yep. And from there, she goes to a gynecologist. And because she's never had an exam before, she doesn't realize how quickly this is going to go south. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's super, super creepy. And some of the questions he's asking her are not great. He makes it seem that he's caring and everything, but then he takes advantage of the fact that she does not know what to expect, which again, tell people what to expect. Make that part of sex ed. Yes, that's that absolutely should be part of it. Or a parent should be there, right? Yeah. This is like how, not to get too deep into a sidetrack, but like the gymnast coach got away with oh, doing yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. under the guise of this is a medical treatment or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, there were some times where the parents were actually in there while it was happening. Right. So people in that level of authority, like a doctor, like a medical doctor or Nasser was obviously like the coach doctor or whatever, the team right. Olympic team doctor or whatever. So like they predators will use that position of authority to like exploit it. And I didn't think he was going to be that way until he said he asked her about um, her if she's active sexually. And she says no. And then yes. And he the way he responds with, hey, this is a judgment free zone. It should be between you and me. Like there was a more professional way to convey that. And he does it like it felt very grooming to me. So even the first time I saw this, knew he was going to be bad from the second he said, is this your first exam? And she said, yes. And he went, oh. Oh, I yeah, I missed the way he said that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, you're right. That would be a red flag for me too. Yeah. I also personally don't tend to trust male gynecologists. I know people who have them and, and have had good experiences but personally no thank you i get that approach i'll never have to pick out an obgyn so actually here's the exception i would make if i had a male gynecologist who had a vulva slash vagina i'd trust that person well yeah that they, makes sense because they both have the equipment and have read the manual yes i don't trust any doctors <laughs> <laughs> that's why i just mainline this apple horse medicine yeah uh-huh Man, your political career's going great. I know. Just rub some dirt on it, Paige, and walk it off. <laughs> you should not rub dirt on it. That's a bad it call. It will get itchy. Anyway, so he starts the exam seemingly normal, uh, and then at what would typically be close to the conclusion of the exam, he takes his glove off, and essentially... He's like, let me test your elasticity. No one's ever done that to me, by the way. I mean, I'm sure plenty. I'm sure I'm not going to make this joke because I respect you as a person. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, thank you. No doctor. There you Let's go. Put it that way. Thank you. <laughs> Paige, I do love that you knew what joke I was going to say and then You're sort welcome. of acknowledged it and then moved on. Well done. Yes, yes. I, I love us. The camaraderie. We just know each other so well at this point. We're basically each other's OBGYNs. <laughs> I did think it was wild that he came in and he was like reading her chart or whatever and he was like Dawn I can't read this what's your last name and she goes Cobb I was like there's no fucking way he couldn't read someone's spelling of Cobb yeah that's a three letter last name and it's very easy to see like no way usually probably four letters but (laughs) well okay I'm dyslexic first off and C-O-B is Cobb that's true that's true yeah the traditional name spelling of Cobb yeah so he takes off his glove she uh, obviously is in pain because he tries to put four fingers in there like dude Paige I think you'll find from the evidence she leaves on the ground 
he did put four fingers in there. I know. Yeah. That, like, he's awful. It, it he is, is terrible. And what you think happens definitely happens. It does. Uh, but I do want to point out a really, really, really great case of physical acting in this scene. Holy shit, Paige. I literally have this in my notes because this I was expecting to happen. Yes. And I was expecting it to look and be silly. But I was straight up terrified for her in this moment because she's being violated and she has no idea what's happening with the teeth no in her clue. vagina. And he is screaming, she's screaming, and he's still attached to her. Yes. So he is moving while she is moving. Like, the whole thing was like terrible. The thing that I thought was so... And, and I... I would imagine that the way they did this was just rehearsed it and choreographed it really well. But she kind of skitters back across the table. She's trying to pulls get away from him, him yeah. and pulls his arm with him. It was so great. I was like, I had forgotten about that. It's not great, but it is well done. I have a theory about how they did that. You think so? I think she is wearing like a belted harness. Like a harness? That goes down into a glove that he is wearing and okay. is attached at his wrist. So that when mm. she moves, he is forced to be pulled with him. With her. Yeah, that's how I would do it if I was tasked with filming this. I, I think you could definitely do it that way, and that's probably how they did it. I, I thought what they might have also done is just rehearse the blocking so well that he's not attached, but he's just moving in tandem with her. Yeah. And either way, eventually he pulls his hand free and his four fingers drop onto the floor yeah and he screams it's true vagina dentata <laughs> which is what she just googled i think we sort of right. summarize that very quickly but they right. set up what that was in that google montage we see right so she runs and tries to bike home and the cops are following her and she thinks they're going to pull her over but they're not however yeah she watches as a jeep drives past her and it's toby's jeep meaning that the police have found his jeep and his body yeah because as it gets closer we see it's not toby driving right it's a sheriff you can kind of see his badge yeah so she rides home and her mom is on the floor either passed out in pain not sure but she's not doing good i don't think she gets home yet because i think she goes to where toby's car was Yes. Doesn't she see them like pulling his body out of the lake? Yeah. The divers? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes. she goes there first before she goes home, and we see that Toby is straight up dead. Yes. Well, he had a hole, so the, all the water got in. Yeah. yeah. So from there she goes home <laughs> because at this point she's like, I have to, I have to turn myself into the police. Which, by the way, the police are never going to believe her. <laughs> Like, no one's ever going to believe her. I don't know. I think they might believe her. Like, if, if they did, like, a medical exam and they found, like, a vagina tooth in his body. like Now, I here's the thing. I think if after initially, like, after the attack, if she had gone and had a rape kit done... They might have found it. However, uh, she probably did not have the education, the sexual education to know that that was an option for her or what that would even entail, which, by the way, is a pretty rigorous process. It's not fun. But that, I think, would have been the place where people would have found it. But I think that's also why she is the character she is in this movie, because she's the person who wouldn't find it. <laughs> Like that it would take this long. Yeah. And I, I, I think you're right. But I, I honestly feel like she could get out of this murder or should be able to at least because he was straight up assaulting her. Right. Uh, and she could prove that with the wound that's I'm sure still on the back, on the of, back her of her head. head. Right. So, you know, it, one one could argue that her head wound 
is really the crux of this movie where it's just a Jacob's Ladder situation after that point and she doesn't chomp any dicks. Wow, that's a very dark reading because in that reading she dies while being forcibly sexed. I prefer the way the movie shows us it plays out. Me too, me too. I prefer what's on the screen. <laughs> then she becomes a superhero. The, well, yeah, the strangest Avenger ever. Yeah. Okay, who's second strangest? Little Spoon? Jubilee. She's Jubilee not an Avenger. She's an X Men. Oh, shit. I was just thinking mutant, but you're right. The strangest Avenger? Hawkeye, for sure. Yeah, why is he even there? I have super strength and I have a shield. I'm a god in Norse culture. I have a bow and arrow and I'm like pretty good at it. <sighs> okay, Hawkeye, okay. get the fuck out of here. <sighs> Okay, okay, okay. I know you want to hate on Hawkeye. Yeah, his album was terrible. <laughs> in the comics, in the ultimate, in the ultimate Marvel Ultimate Universe. I like that. Jesus. Literally, you shit on me every week and call me a nerd, and you're about to well actually me about Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye's really more of a trumpet player. He was captured and being tortured, <laughs> and he bites his own tooth off and spits it at a guy and kills him to escape because he had the aim or whatever. And then he like pulled his fingernail off and like threw it to a guy to choke on, and it was crazy. Mikey, I'm here to tell you that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I'm not saying it's not dumb. I know you didn't write it. But, but you dumb. read it? You know what's dorkier than reading comics? Reading music. Wow. There's not even pictures. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, she gets home. Her mom is in some sort of medical distress, and her brother was listening to music and didn't help her. He wasn't just listening to music. He was fucking his new girl. Right, yeah. right. No, same girl. Same oh, that's right. Girl. It is the same girl. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to, uh, we go to the hospital and she wakes up having nightmares of the crunching sound of, uh, you know, munching on dicks. So her dad <laughs> is like, hey, you got to go home and get some rest. Yeah. And so she goes home and the brother and his girlfriend are still fighting and listening to to music. Yeah. And so she instead goes to Ryan's house, to the garage and is like, there's no one else I can talk to. My mom is in the hospital. I can't go home, you know, whatever. Yeah. I have to go to the police to turn myself in because I killed someone. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, dentata. I have vagina dentata. And it's like the ancient Greeks and like everybody has myths about this. And he kind of at first hugs her. And at first you think that he's going to treat her nicely unfortunately no i mean but he does immediately go into like caretaker sort of mode comforting right. her like hey let's get you in the bath and like whatever yeah. like just relax and mm -hmm. it turns very quickly i mean when he said my mom takes these to relax and she just took them yeah. i was like oh that's not a great idea yeah i was like this guy's not so good yeah <laughs> and he then lights a pure one's amount of candles um but still wears gross basketball shorts. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. They're whoa, stained whoa. and disgusting. Mikey, do you want to hear an anecdote you're going to hate? Uh, yeah. When I was in high school, pretty much every day I wore like what you might call basketball shorts, but they were like umbros. Yeah. That I would play soccer in. I would wear those under my jeans. What? Oh, my God. God you have a Almost problem. Every day, Mikey. Why? The same <laughs> pair? No, no, no. They were a different pair. But also, why? You have no idea how often we would end up playing like pickup soccer at school. And I would just take my pants off immediately and start playing. Does your school have bathrooms where you could change into shorts? Absolutely, they do. Okay. And very close to where we would do this. Why, okay. Todd? Why? It was faster? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. 
Did you also make your jeans tearaway jeans so you could also kind of look like a fun stripper at the time? Man, they need to bring back tearaway pants. Do they? I want tearaway khakis for work. <laughs> Mikey, I want them. you to have that so bad. <laughs> I definitely want that. Anyway, she comes out of the bathroom and she's clearly not fully steady. She's feeling the effects of whatever pill she took, right? Yeah. Yes. And he is very much like trying to seduce her. Like he's like yeah. pouring champagne. Like he's like, would you like us some champagne? Yeah. Let's mix drugs with your anxiety medication. I mean, cool. He very clearly has ulterior motives that are very nefarious. Yeah. But he does like d- the wine part of the wine and dine her right here. Right, right. And like from what I remember the first time, I didn't remember the drugs and alcohol part. I was just like, she finally met a guy she likes. She has good. S- oh, then he betrays her. But no, the whole time I was like, oh, no. Yeah. This is all bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because she p- she passes out, but wakes up to a- the sound of a vibrator as he is. I mean, this is technically assault. Also, it is because mm-hmm. she was passed out when he's he did not get consent. No, yeah. there is no consent here. And she kind of wakes up. He gets a condom and she's like, oh, no, 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 you can't. And and he's like, do you want me to stop? And I'm like, yeah, before when you were assaulting her when she was unconscious, <laughs> like that's when you should have stopped. Yeah. But she's like, no, no, you know, the teeth will get you. And he's like, no, I'm conquering them. I'm the hero. And she's out of it. She is not all there. I think in order for me to be like comfortable with the scene is like this scene has consent. That's why they were able to complete the act. Right. I would have need to have seen that it is like the next day. Like she has slept yes, off where the it's effects worn of that off. pills and yeah. alcohol. But they, it's not that clearly. It's not that. No. Which is why I think we all have some apprehension and are a little bit uncomfortable with this scene. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think I would have need to have seen that. Yeah, we cut to the police station where they have taken a tooth out of Toby's dick. Dude, it is a coroner. And I've never heard anyone say this sentence, but I'm so glad it's in this movie. He says, we found this in the penile stump. Yep. Which honestly made me giggle. I mean, it makes sense. What else would you call it? I was like, penile? That's in Egypt, right? <laughs> I, would, I think if I was the corner, I'd be like, this was in the remains of the shaft that yeah. was still but, connected. But then, no, the stump is connected to the body. It is, yeah, it is. if you remember your song, it's, you know, the stump is connected, connected to, the, to, to the, the tree bone, and the tree <laughs> bone's connected to the ground bone, and the ground bone connected to the earth bone, and that's where the dinosaurs died. I went to Christian school. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they found it in the stump and it looks like a shark tooth. It does. Yeah. We cut back to her and Ryan and his sex noises are terrifying. Paige, yes. He is like mini screaming as he finishes. He's like, ah, 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 ah. It doesn't sound pleasurable at all. No, it sounds terrifying. Yeah. So we cut to... Uh, and one, and they finish, and she's like, "You're still alive. You didn't get hurt." Um, so we cut to the hospital where the gynecologist is having his figures reattached, and they're like, "You're sure you don't want to tell us how this happened?" And he just grabs the gas mask and inhales. <laughs> he knocks himself out with anesthesia. I thought that was funny. Yeah, let's break it down though. If you were with a woman on a date, and she was like, "We probably shouldn't have sex. I have teeth in my vagina." Whose teeth? <laughs> All I'm saying is. That's a disturbing sentence to hear, and I don't think I would have gone through with it for, one, what if that's real, but two, this person's obviously 
going through something right now. And they believe it's real, and which they is believe a problem it's in real, and of itself. And that's not good for us. So don't don't sleep with that person, maybe. And be like, oh, that's fine. I had a great time tonight. Maybe we should end it here. And then run. But honestly, for, for me, Mikey, the second she says we shouldn't have sex tonight, I don't need to hear the rest of that sentence. Yeah, that's true. I just know we're not having sex tonight, and that's fine. If she then says it's because she has prop levels of dentures in her <laughs> vagina... Like, I probably would laugh because I, uh, first off, would assume she's just joking. I'm just saying. Or that she's robbed the graves of one of the founding fathers. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) this is a question that's probably going to set me up for disaster. Do it. What's the best thing to find inside of a tree? The condom that slipped off. Oh. <laughs> it is good to find it, though. It's better than not finding it. Okay, I would say the best thing you could find out of anything would be the winning lottery ticket. Get out of my brain, Mikey. That's what I was going to say. I was like, a giant check. <laughs> you just pull out the winning two billion Powerball. You're like, damn, I got some Powerballs. Let's go. <laughs> this movie is hard to talk about. Anyway, uh, so she's about to go to the police and he's like, before you go, vibrator. So this is definitely consensual, I would say. It starts off that way, but she then revokes consent when he answers his phone and tells her about the bet. Like he is the dumbest person I've ever seen. He is a high school boy. So yes. He also says your mouth is saying one thing and your pussy says something different. And that's where she's just like, and chomp. And I'm just like, yes, bitch. So much blood. This is probably the bloodiest one. This is the one that kind of made me gag. Yeah, <laughs> it's because it's, it's also because it's trapped in the condom, so it's blue. And then he just reaches over to the intercom, and he's just like, "Mom." <laughs> It just looked like a brat. It did kind of look like a brat. I mean, it probably is brat adjacent, whatever they made it out of. I do think it's funny that this guy's ow, my dick has been bitten in half screams sound almost exactly like his I'm having an orgasm scream. Yeah, not much difference. Yeah. It's a thin line between pain Pain and and pleasure, pleasure, baby. (laughs) If I learned anything from Hellraiser, it's that Clive Barker should never direct or write movies. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I have. We have to do the serpent and the rainbow. The serpent and the rainbow. That's the name of anything. Wow. It sounds like a lyric from a Shinedown song. <laughs> Is it a Prince album? It's a Clive Barker movie about a cult page. Oh, okay. Wait a second. I'm back in. And magicians. <laughs> Never mind. I'm out. It stars <laughs> Scott Bakula. Wait, I'm back in. Scott Bakula plays a private detective in the realm of the occult. And he has to break into the castle of magic to steal stuff. It's so This sounds terrible. (laughs) In the best way. Famik Johnson is in it as the female lead. Who? Jean Grey from the X-Men movies. Oh, Famka Jansen. What did you say? What the fuck? I've only read her name. <laughs> Did you say Famke Johnson? He might as well have. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay, back to this movie. She goes to the hospital and finds out that her mom is dead. Meanwhile, her dad is home, and he's trying to kick her brother out uh, because clearly the brother just essentially let the mom die in the house yeah. and didn't help her. And honestly... It seems like he's a little bit older than she is. Yes. So he's probably should be a senior, probably doesn't go to school. But like he's probably 18 is my point. 
He should get. I think the he's fuck over eighteen. Out. I think he's like in his twenties, maybe. But he should get the fuck out. Yeah. Um. But he's like, well, you're gonna have to throw me out, and he sicks the dog on him, and the dog is like mauling the dad. Yeah. And so eventually he calls the dog off. The dog named Mother. Yes. Well, and he says, I know you loved your mother. I don't make this about. And he's like, I don't even remember my mother. You made her my sister. I've loved her since I was a child. It was just oof, magoof. But so we cut back to the hospital where the dad is there with the girlfriend who has clearly driven him there for his neck wound. And the girlfriend apologizes to Dawn, who is like in the waiting room because she's coming back and finding out her mom died. And the girlfriend says she was screaming and he said to ignore it because she does that all the time. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And at this point, I think Dawn decides what she's going to do. Yeah. She's going to become a superhero. And she does. So She has this yeah. superpower and she can either use it for good or for awesome. And she does the latter. And I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, she dresses up, she goes to his room, smokes some of his weed, and is just like, we're doing this. And he pauses, and he's like, it's too weird. And she just says, just wait, which I kind of love. Yeah, it's going to get weirder, baby. He tries to flip her over, and she's like, no. And he kind of has this moment of like, "Uh, no, you know what? We're doing this. And so starts having sex, and he like puts his hand up to her face and kind of like plays with her lip with his his cut finger. finger. Yeah. 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 And sees her teeth and remembers and chomp. Yeah. And she stands up and it falls out of her. Yeah. And it's got a hell of a piercing. She lets the dog out. The dog eats it and then burps up the head. And then she leaves him there to essentially bleed out. Dude, when she steps to the side and it falls to the ground like that is the best like mic drop moment i've ever seen in a movie i was like yep fuck yes that is dope like i love that they showed it it was so great yes so she rides her bike until it pops a tire and then hitchhikes yeah and the guy that she's in a car with pulls up to a liquor store. It's dark. He licks his lips at her. He tries to lock her into the car and she looks at the camera, smiles and then turns and smiles at him. And you know what's going to happen next. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about teeth? I I actually really liked it even more today than I have in the past. I, it's one of those ones that I think the more I watch it, the more things I find in it that I really like. I agree. I liked it more watching it today than I think I did like like in the past. Like you said, there's a lot more to like take out of it from a second viewing. And I think it fits more in modern times. And it did, it's saying a lot of things that we are saying now openly that people didn't say openly as much then. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, we, and it's good that we've come... It's weird to see that we've come a, a long way in such a short amount of time. We need to go further, obviously. But I, I don't, and I like the film, but it's not something I would watch because it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel bad. Yeah. Same. I yeah, mean, we yeah, are yeah. essentially watching someone get sexually assaulted the whole movie. Yeah. She does get revenge on pretty much everyone who does it to her, but like, still, it's terrible that she goes through it. And but I do sort of fucking dig the story because it does very yeah. much seem like a, a girl who like realizes the power she has. And I mean that as the metaphor, sure, that we see in the movie where she has like this superpower, but I feel like it also speaks to like owning your sexuality and using it the way you want can to be use powerful. it can be powerful. Exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Paige, like 
I dug that part of it too, but I it's it's all done through the metaphor of the superhero-ness of it, which I I also sort of dig because she's the weirdest Avenger, and I'm here for that. Yeah. yeah. But there's a whole subgenre of horror, which is like sexual assault revenge films. Yes. Like I spilled yes. your grave, Last House. I've just never enjoyed those types of movies. To me, uh, I just it's you know it's just very graphic. You don't like watching people be sexually assaulted. Yes. Same. I don't like it at all. It's like very revolting to me. Yeah, I feel like the revenge part of that would be fun to watch. It's the beginning right. part yeah, yeah. of it. That has to happen in all of those types of movies that I wouldn't enjoy either. Which yeah. are usually very graphic, those scenes. They and usually so, are, yeah. But Paige, you have some fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Teethers, fun facts. Ooh. So I made the mistake of just Googling fun facts about teeth, and this is what it gave me. <laughs> the first set of teeth, which are your baby teeth, have 20 teeth. And the second set of teeth, which are your adult teeth, have 32 teeth. Baby teeth start to form when the baby is still in the womb, but don't begin to erupt in a child until they are 6 to 12 months old. And teeth are the only part of the human body that can't repair itself. So fuck your glass of milk. <laughs> anyway, oh, here's okay. some facts about the movie. Nice. All right. So when they were filming the first scene, which is in the baby pool, many of the neighbors protested the film because they thought it was going to be a pornographic film, even though you do not see anything specifically i mean you see a lot of dong i think you see her naked at one point too but like it's i think not they were porn. worried about the children in, oh yeah and you don't you don't see anything but in that shot it literally is just two kids fully in like bathing suits sitting in a kiddie pool and yeah. two parents sitting in lawn chairs like yeah. that is the most wholesome shot in the whole fucking movie yep anyway uh the guy that played toby would later appear as a main character in the tv show the magicians which i have never seen in the episode called the magicians do you like teeth and he and his best friend Margot suggest to a character that women have teeth in their vaginas that bite which obviously is a lie uh but it's believed that this was written into the script as a reference to of his work in this film. It has to have been. <laughs> this movie was previously censored in the country of Italy. Why they don't like my teeth? Why they don't like my teeth? <laughs> uh, for a portion of 2008. Uh, and the piercing on the prop dick from Brad uh, <laughs> is actually custom made out of sugar. Uh, so that it would be safe just in case the dog swallowed it. Awesome. In fact, the entire dick was edible, so the dog could eat it. That makes sense. Yeah. And those are your fun facts. Unfortunately, there's not a ton more online. Well, thank you for those teeth fun facts. Let's talk a little bit about box office. Uh, teeth came out in theaters in 2008. What do you think the production budget was for it? Uh, this, I think, was super low budget. Um, I'm going to say this was $2 million. Okay. I was going to say $3 million. Page is closer. In fact, Page was right on. It was exactly $2 million. Uh, if you adjust that for inflation, though, Page, Mikey's closer. It's uh, $2.7 million today. Mm. Um, but as it stands, you were right on. So you get both showcase showdowns. Uh, the Yay. movie premiered on January 18th. 2008 it was 47th in the box office it was beat Ooh. by the number one movie that week cloverfield number two was 27 dresses Ugh. which we've done both of those movies i think right she's the villain of that movie anyway go ahead of cloverfield <laughs> yeah she being the monster yeah katherine heigl it was terrible yeah. in cloverfield <laughs> <laughs> uh the bucket list was number three juno was number four and then first sunday was number five then there was like 37 other movies and then teeth. So I'm going to help you out with this. 
But what do you think Teeth made in its opening weekend? And here's the help. It was only in four theaters. I'm going to say $45,000. Okay, Mikey, what do you think? 20000 Mikey, honestly, you're closer. It was $29,500 it made in its opening weekend. It really didn't get a wide release. It was in the theaters for 16 concurrent weeks. No, this was a huge DVD release, if I remember correctly. It was a huge DVD release and a huge festival release. It did a lot of festivals. So I got 16 weeks in the theaters that where it ran consecutively, but it didn't end up in more than 16 theaters. It was in 16 theaters in its second week, and then it continued to drop the number of theaters in the next few weeks. It did have two other weeks where it was released in one theater. Those must have been those festivals. Yeah. But there was the week of August 29th and the week of March 6th of 09, where it also got you know, were released those weeks, but it really only had 16 weeks in the theaters consecutively. What do you think it made domestically, though, in those 16 weeks? Uh, I don't think it makes it, its budget back. I'm going to say it makes 60000 Okay, Mikey, what do you think? Like 600000 uh, I think technically Paige is closer, but only by a little bit. It was $347.5,000 it gotcha. made in the theaters, which I think is great. You're in the theaters for 16 weeks, which is a long time, but you're only in like probably an average of like seven theaters for those 16 weeks. Like, right. Um, so the fact that they made out with 300 and almost $50,000, I think is pretty great. It then went on to make a little over 2 million internationally. So that put it up at 2.3 million worldwide. So it did make its budget back. I'm sure it made a lot in DVD and Blu-ray and stuff like that. I don't have the whole market performance, but I'm sure it's made money as of now. Because as you guys were saying at the beginning of the episode, people were talking about this movie when it came out. And people were seeing it wherever they could. Yeah. But that is your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale listeners is how scary we found the film. We watched it today. It's a scale of 1 to 10. Our, 10 exa- our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. I mean, this is a one. Um, I I don't necessarily get scared of this movie as much as I am emotionally affected by this movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Was it more than a one when you first saw it, though? No, I don't think I ever found this movie scary. Okay. Uh, I, I found it uncomfortable, but not in a frightening way. Okay. I gave us a three on the scary scale because it did like there were moments that freaked me out, like when the guy's hand was stuck. A lot of Mm -hmm. the half dicks that we see were really gross and grossed me out and so yeah but it's not like a jump scary movie it's i'm certain very triggering for people who have undergone some of the violence that she undergoes you know yeah so i could definitely understand like this could be a 10 for someone like that would make complete sense to me but for, for me it's a yeah. three yeah no i i would not begrudge anyone for whom this is a 10. I no. feel like it could very easily be a 10 for people. Mikey's only 10 was arachnophobia page. People have different fears. Like, that's okay. Yeah. That movie was really scary. I'm going to give it a two. I I don't know. It didn't scare me. I don't like sexual assault. It makes me uncomfortable to watch. And I, I don't know if that's, I, I don't know. I just, I guess it's the reason why I don't watch horror films to see. I like more silly horror films because of work, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Like, that veers too far into my day my day stuff where it's just yeah. too much it's just a very traumatic you see a lot of it in your day to day so you're like yes not really wanting to relax by watching it and i completely get that it was hard for me to watch the film today yeah yeah but that's our scary scale all right so this week you guys made us watch teeth what are you two making us watch next week smile it's a double feature double teeth month oh yeah i guess teeth. we are doing <laughs> very Teeth and smile heavy movies. Mikey, it's almost as if this month's theme was Mikey's specific fetish month. First off, people aren't saying that. 
Uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about that in the in the streets, Mikey. In the streets. Yeah, I like a good smile. <laughs> so sue me. So sue me. Don't sue me. I don't have a lot of money. He works for a nonprofit, so sadly that's yeah. true. But your homework for next week is to, I think it's going to be streaming, and that's the reason we pushed it back a week, right? So yes. yes. You yeah, can catch it streaming. It As of right now, you can watch it on, I believe it's Paramount Plus that has it. So your homework for mm-hmm. next week is to catch Smile on Paramount Plus and make note of all the times. It's definitely going to scare me. I Someone sent me the trailer um, and told me that this movie would scare the shit out of me. I didn't watch the trailer because... I don't like being scared. I have heard differing reports, so I'm excited to see where I land on it. Okay. So everyone watch Smile for next week. Absolutely. So Mikey, is it cool if I give you a review to read today? Sure. So it's actually the most recent one, honestly, but I don't know if you remember getting very mad at Clemson a few weeks back, but they have amended their review. (laughs) And I would love for you to read their new amended review. Oh, no. All right, so we're going to do Clemson 7. Excellent. Mikey, I'm sorry. What's the dog walking thing? What do you mean? It says apostrophe and parentheses dog walking. Oh, is that part of the title? What does the rest of it say? Are you, want me to look up, are you asking me to look up the rest of the title? Yes. Jesus Christ, Mikey, use your words. I don't um, know. What I'm, I'm tired. I'm so tired. It, it says dog walking and podcasts is the full title. Clemson 7 titles the review. Mikey, I'm sorry. Dog walking and podcasts. Yes. I'm a dog walker. And I spend most of my day in the woods with dogs running around. That sounds awesome. Like I'm not going to nice lie. Day. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah. To preserve my sanity, I like to listen to podcasts. And the horror version is definitely my favorite. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> the hosts are. I feel, now I feel guilty. You should feel guilty. <laughs> this is a stellar review. And I want to make note. I'm looking at it now. And it's clear she didn't edit this part Mikey's reading. She added an edit to the bottom. So this is the review Mikey refused to read two weeks ago or whatever it was. Why did I refuse to read it? Probably because you're an asshole. But I think it was because she said Mikey is Mikey and you thought that that meant something oh, negative. Oh, yeah. I did. I remember yeah, now. But I think it was actually like Mikey's fucking Mikey. He's great. That's the way I read that. The hosts are unique, hilarious, and somewhat knowledgeable. <laughs> Which I enjoy. Honestly, even to get us to somewhat knowledgeable, like that's 100% page. Like that's all pages input. Todd, for having such nice, for having such a nice singing voice, has a terrible speaking voice that haunts me. Wow. That was a backhanded cut down. I didn't want to read the review. You made me read it's- it. Started with a Todd has a lovely singing voice, but when he speaks, my pets die or whatever. Like that was rude. You picked this review, this edited review, and yet I can't turn this podcast off because of how good it is. Hell yeah, Paige is amazing, absolutely, extremely funny and yep. super smart. Uh, she is great at talking about films, and her fun facts are something I always look forward to. Mikey is Mikey. Three <laughs> words from out me. <laughs> For, for better or worse. There are four more words at the end of it, Mikey. For yeah. better or worse. For better or worse. Mikey is Mikey. All in all, it's a perfect podcast. Five stars. She edited it for me to read it. Todd's hanging me read the edit. So edit, colon. Dear, Dear Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> That's how it starts, Paige. Oh, no. I'm, s- I'm sorry for my poor review of you. 
You are the most amazing host and too smart for everyone in the entire world. I love the energy of this edit so much. I'm concerned. <laughs> Has this person <laughs> suffered a head injury in between these reviews? No, I think this person is literally making a joke out of blowing smoke because Mikey was such a douche about reading it before. You make me laugh and give very inventive takes on movies. <laughs> You are the best host in the show, and everyone should know that. Five stars. <laughs> Clemson, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And thank you. what I'm going to say is definitely not sarcastic. Edit at the end. We appreciate it. Mm -mm. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. We'll make Mikey read it. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm -hmm, than the regular mm -hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up and they will continue after October, not on a daily schedule though. That's just too much for Katie to handle, but check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode was brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager has been just driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She keeps collecting promise rings like she's going to take them all to Mordor. <laughs> she's about to drop all them promise rings into Mount Doom. Oh, I got I got one. She's got so many promise rings, she can summon Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Earth, wind, water, purity. <laughs> purity, there it is. TS teenager, have fun collecting those rings as long as you're doing it consensually. This episode also brought to you by 
Jonathan. And Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch some spooky spider videos. So let me bring up this spooky spider video. What? It's like a sea shanty and a bug around like a tree stump? Nope. That is a trap door. Ah, yep. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. Trap door spider. Oh, shit. I just took him in. That was crazy. That scared me. Okay. I hated that. Jonathan, thank you so much for the support, but not so much for the, spi the spooky spider videos. That one came like with a jump scare built in. Fuck that one. Okay. But now we return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. Where are we jumping to today, Todd? So we're leaving 2050, I believe. Yeah. Ancient Greece. London. Do you want to go to ancient Greece? <laughs> yes, please. So we're leaving 2050 London, and we're going to either the 12th or 13th century BCE Greece, just outside the city of Troy. That is where your police call box lands. That's right. Bruder has the the time box, and it, he gets out, and Bruder's like, "Oh no, that was a Doctor Who reference because you were shitting on Doctor Who all yeah. uh, episode. Four. What episode was that? Chopping Mall. Yeah, it was Chopping Mall. That's right. Whatever. Bruder gets out of the giant donut time machine that they made. I remember what happened. Okay, and he said. Fuck, we're out of jelly for the jelly time machine donut, and I don't think it's working right. I fucking love that the donut can turn into a time machine that's powered by jelly. And they are now trapped in what we're going to see say is just the siege of Troy. Shiny donut's like all deflated looking, and he's like, Because he's been all used up. His, his, his time jelly's been used up. And you know where they don't have any more time jelly? In the 1300s BCE. How will they eat their toast? Raw. They're going <laughs> to raw dog that toast. It's going to be real ashy. It's like a giant crouton. You just see that Kate running around this time sound. period like, have you guys invented time jam? She did do that a little bit. She did it with her mind. That makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> so she's like searching around with her mind like, hey, time jam. What up? Where are you at, time jam? Yeah. And she's like, hold on. I think it's in this city. It's like we've got big walls around it. Know what I'm saying? I see what's going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, well, how do we get in? And Dreskel's like, I've got a great idea. <laughs> and so you have a giant horse that is built by Cody, the pawn shop guy, and Bo Easy. Bo Easy has taped himself to the front of the horse because he wants to feel the wind as it is pushed very slowly. Um, and we got, so they're like, we got to get in there. So like, we put all the good fighters in there. So Isaac's in there and he's sharpening his teeth. He's got. Isaac looks like he looks like Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Okay. That's canon. And then so Dave goes <laughs> with them and Karun is just crying in the deflated pieces of the donut. And he's like, I just want to go home. And he accidentally kicks a moon child. <gasps> which the, it's 18 physically. They're just very tiny mun people. Does that make sense? Yeah, that mud people are a little bit smaller because of Earth's gravity being exactly. Yeah, we got to yeah. shrink them down because yeah, yeah. of yes. the pressure. Yes, I've exactly. seen Phantasm. I know how it's it exactly works, exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's awful for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Scott made of the thing. He starts pushing the horse. Uh, Danielle, Aaron, and Libby are like, hey, Dreskel and Amy, we want to be turned into humans and not mun people. How do we make that happen? And they're like, first, you got to give us back Wes. Because Wes has been a Voldemort clay person for a long time, and we've got to cure him, too. And they're like, fine, whatever. 
we'll give him back. So they gave him back. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Nathan, the professional wrestler, he's like, oh, my God, Greek wrestling is like what I do. So he like oils up and just gets naked right there. I didn't even think about that, but that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is where he should be. Um, Jeremy with the laser eyes, he is ready to shoot the hor- laser eyes out of the horse's eyes. He's like all ready to go. Okay. Um, Alex, the magician, he takes his picture out of Paige that he has because he's in love with Paige canonically what? in the Patreonicals. Have I not been paying attention for multiple episodes? Because he's a magician. And he said, oh. Paige, Paige, Paige was my biggest fan. She sent me this picture once that she really enjoyed my show where I pulled rabbits out of hats. <laughs> Allie, the mermaid, was flopping around down there. She didn't really have anything to do here in Troy. She didn't like Greece at all. She was hanging out by the ships. She was trying to figure out how they shot them. What was that? The Greek fire or whatever? Yeah, Greek fire. Yeah, that no one knows what it really was because the recipe doesn't exist, but people think it was like napalm. It probably was napalm. Yeah, it very well could have been a like an, a proto-napalm. Anyway, Lauren the cave woman is also in the in the horse, and Mr. Raybomb is like, I'm in here too. So worst case scenario, I'll blow up and kill us all. And they're like, that really is a worst case scenario. Please don't do that. Yeah. And um, they're like, where's Dave? Because he disappeared, and they find his penis cut off. Oh, no. And then they look down the way, and Vance, H.H. Holmes, has murdered Dave in a very serial killer-esque way, and it's just very upsetting for everybody. But then there's crackles in the sky. Like lightning, Mikey? No, like space-time continuum crackles. Oh. Like quantum physics. (laughs) And (laughs) Anthony the Time... Villain and Jennifer with a PH are like, We found you, bitches. Oh, damn. Give us that Mr. Rage Bomb. We need his unlimited energy and your donut time traveling device. It's all out of time, Jelly. It's not going to do you any good. Yeah. And then Hector comes out of Troy. He's like, Get the fuck out of Troy. And then they all, and then his army starts coming. And then Achilles runs up with his army. Oh, shit. All fucking around. And then Sophia, the time cop, drops out of the sky and she's like, Everybody freeze. And, And then she's like, She throws a time grenade. And then a time grenade. Yeah. And then everybody's forced to jump in time. She's like, we got to save Troy. So she throws a time grenade. and Everybody jumps away. That's the end of the episode. So I guess we'll have to wait to find out what happens with that time grenade until next week on another episode of the The Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us. You guys I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Tifers nerds. Dude, the sound the dick makes when it slaps the floor was so satisfying. I was like, that is perfect. Whoever did the Foley on this, it's almost as good as the Foley in Insidious 2. It sounded like three pounds of ham falling to the ground in a wet sock. Like, it was perfect. Love it. That's how I live my life. (laughs) Stopping recording. Yeah, absolutely stopping recording.